0: So and I, that's what I, I just can't. Um, one of the things I don't like about uh, the be more is I can't see it. You know, that's one of the things that I, I wish I had. The, the They had the fresh roast capability of seeing the the beans. I mean, that little window is really small and you can't see anything <laughs> in there. And I mean, with, with a high powered flashlight, it just seems like you just can't see enough to be able to see mm-hmm. it because then it drowns everything out where. I mean, I'm sure Patrick can speak on the fresh roast. of you. you can actually see it when it's changing, you know, and everything for it, but oh yeah, yeah and, and I think the older model be more has flashlight. a bigger door. Do
1: mm-hmm. what you say, Ashley. I'm sorry, I interrupted Patrick. What were you saying, Patrick?
0: Oh, I was just said I still use a flashlight, you know, yeah. just to really get in there and tell because even the, even that glass, a lot of times it'll look a little darker little further along than it really is, but yeah, I, I can't imagine not being able to. I mean, I've never roasted on anything else. Yeah. Um, short of a rotisserie basket and a and a, a lump charcoal grill, I tried that <laughs> to begin with. That didn't last too long. But, but, you know that. Well, I've that, had the that, regular you know,
1: popcorn popper. <sighs> Yeah. And I've done, yeah, I've done it on this. I tried my first roast was on a skillet and that, that worked out poorly. uh, (laughs) But then I've had to be more and then the fresh roast. Uh, But I, I, it's a love hate relationship with the Hucky. It's called a Hucky 500. Mm, Sure. But I learned to roast on it and it's, it's, it's got a big flaw in it where it catches a lot of the coffee in the neck right before it goes to the drum. So you uh, and there's a couple different models where they've they've changed a few things, but I have a business card I slide down in there before I dump the beans, so it blocks off that tube, and but then you violently shake it when you're done. There's always half a dozen to a dozen (laughs) beans that fall out, and you have to pick through every little load, you know, to get out some green ones that didn't get roasted at all. But for the most part, it's it's a really consistent roaster. And it's fairly easy to learn on, has really good gas control and really good air control on it. Mm. And so, and I have one on the farm and I have almost the identical model here at the uh the roastery. And so I could do very similar roast. Yeah, the main difference is the quality and propane, you know, between here in Honduras mm. and the uh the altitude. You know, the the roasts are definitely different. And so I think I have to roast a little bit longer in Honduras than I do here, mm-hmm. but I, I've never really compared the notes to know, you know, I probably should, but I'm not, uh, I'm not that good of a roaster. You know, I, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not that detailed. My main thing is when I start roasting, like the last time I was there, I had 80 samples. And so I, I roast those two different times and we cup them separately and, and so there's just a whole lot of roasting really fast. And so I don't do a lot of experimenting with it. Uh, you know, most of the time, if I'm blending anything, uh, it's always going to be done after the roast, you know, I'm never going to mm-hmm. put two different mm-hmm. beans in and roast them. So I'm roasting the same coffees to the same level in the same portions. Um, uh, so it's, uh, I don't do a lot of experimenting on the farm, but that's where I do the majority. This, this little hucky I have here, uh, I had a really nice coffee this year that we entered into a competition, <clears throat> and so that coffee I, I roast in the hockey because I, it's too nice of a coffee for me to experiment with. You know, my minimum batch is probably about thirteen pounds, so I'm not going to throw thirteen pounds okay. in there and learn how to roast on. Right, it. right, and so I, I could do and eight ounces. Do I've got a couple.
2: You'd have to do multiple batches to find the sweet spot, too. You know, right yeah and 13 and 13,
1: bill, 13 13 <laughs> that's a lot yeah of beans. <laughs> To start out with an unlucky number and then a whole lot of beans yeah. did i send you some mario Hepe bill yeah
0: i do and I, I i i'm kind of sheepish to say i haven't roasted it yet. <laughs> but yes you did send me some i was trying to work through some of my old stock before i before i dug in too much but i got that osmond's pride uh you know it's it's brewing currently I, it's yeah. yeah I, I don't know. Hopefully everybody's in the same. I, I know Ashley is, but I'm this time of year, if it's over 59 degrees, I instantly just change over to cold brew. I don't drink anything hot through the summer. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm a big guy. And I just, yeah, I just don't do it. Coffee <laughs> Every morning. <laughs> and so, so yeah, I, I mean, I've got it. I've got the Ninja up there. And that's, that's uh, Ashley and I were kind of kidding around and laughing one day. Cause I sent him a picture of my driver's seat or of my passenger seat. Cause I go to Goodwill and, and I, <laughs> and, I and I found a, a Ninja, uh brewer their hot and cold brewer like their their bar system and i have one and uh it, it, it was fourteen dollars and i was like okay i'm buying okay. <laughs> again enough. my wife yeah. went why <laughs> so, yeah. so well, it's a backup just in case you know so, <laughs> <laughs> so it's fourteen dollars you know but yeah. uh i and i think what did i tell mm-hmm. you that day uh, i think i have a problem actually because now i have like 12 different ways of doing cold brew or something something else (laughs) I have a problem. Whenever I find something, I just buy it. So
1: I'm there. I think uh, that's just a good start. That's what I call it. a good start. (laughs) Well, because I, uh, you know, I have the regular on the farm. You know, we have a standard cupping table on the farm. And then, uh, so you cupped it. You're trying to figure out about what point it is. You're trying to figure out uh, the different flavors and aromas and all that. But once I've done that, then I log everything into a book, and then I take it over to the second table. And the second table has the V sixty, the French press, the aerial press, and then I try to figure out which of those coffees will work better in in which of the things. Is that my? <laughs> there's, uh, there's your score close? sheet. I
0: can't get it to stay on, but yeah, <laughs> there's your score okay. sheet. So.
1: <laughs> and so then we try to figure out which coffee works best and which method. And then, and I also try after that, if I have time, I'll, I'll test a few coffees at a lighter roast and a darker roast, you know, yeah. but you know, from the home roasters, I get more feedback than, and it's, and it makes me lazy because the, a, a guy with, you know, a pair of pro bats roasting eight hours a day, he's not going to get online with me and talk to me about his roast profiles because they are going to be some big industry secret, you know, but the home roaster guys, you know, <laughs> You know, they're talking to me all the time about, you know, they'll say, well, where do you, what do you do with the honey process perinema? And, and I'll tell them roughly, but then, you know, I get more feedback from them. Well, I like that, but then I tried this and I really like that. And they give me more direction about where to go, you know, and uh, and that uh, I had the idea the first year I sold green coffee to start selling to the to the home roasters. And a lot of people are like, yeah, oh, it's not worth fooling with. And, but then the big guys, they're just wanting the best coffee at the absolute lowest price. And it cost me a lot more to grow my coffee than it does other guys. And so I went up to Steve at uh, Mill City and sold them that coffee. And uh, they used it for two years in their school when they do the cut roasting schools. And, and I didn't even know it, but he put a, plaque or something on the wall telling them where the coffee went from, uh, came from, and it was a Limpira washed, a honey, and a natural. And so when they did a uh, roasting and they did cuppings, they could put the same coffee off the same plant, process at the same farm three different ways. And so, you know, he liked that idea. But then the, the majority of the roasters they sell are the smaller roasters. You know, they're not selling 25Ks every time you turn around. And so we just started having people contact us. He put my website on there and uh, and then I started joining. Well, I, I don't like I'm not i am not going to lie about something. And so in order to get on the fresh roast site, I bought a fresh roast. And then I wanted on I got a Be More to get on the Bmore More site. And you know, I got a popcorn popper, you know, and, and so I got on all those sites from that way. You got and on then, the Goodwill site. <laughs> yeah, I should do that. <laughs> I have the 10% Goodwill card. You know, you can buy that card at the beginning of the year and you get 10% off all your purchases. But um, so my three 99 French press, you know, I, I got 40, 40 cents off of it or something, but yeah, that's how we, you know, we got so much more benefit from selling to the home roasters. than you know, and then two years ago we had a hurricane hit and we, we lost 60% of our crop. And oh, at boy. that point, we lost a lot of our home roasters because we couldn't sell to the home roasters. Cause I have seven contracts with bigger, you know, uh, bigger roasters. Right. And so I couldn't legally, you know, not sell them coffee without some kind of repercussion. And so we had to, we had to pull back. And so I think Patrick's about one of the few that I was selling to. And uh, you know, they just let me know they need coffee and we put some coffee on there all year this year. We've had the limp and stuff, but, uh we tried putting some of the other coffees like my bourbon. I was going to put 50 pounds on there and the computer, something was wrong with the store. And so they 50 pounds turned into 50 purchases. And so <laughs> with a, with a, uh, and so next thing I know, somebody came in and just kept buying and buying. And so one guy bought like 150 pounds of the bourbon, and somebody did the same thing with natural. Somebody bought 300 pounds of natural, just hitting six pounds at a pop, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it, uh, you know, it we, it's hard to do everything, you know, please everybody all the time. And so we mm. just sort of quit. And, uh, but you know, like Patrick posts about us all the time on social media and, and and Bill's been on there quite a bit. And Barry, who's not on here tonight, you know, he talks about it a lot. And so, you know, those guys have helped us out. Our goal has always been to, uh, to grow with the guys. And that was a point I was trying to make with the guy with three B mowers. You know, I sold him 20 pounds the first time and then 60 pounds and then I sold him two bags. And, you know, and now he's got an artisan X. And so, you know, he's doing some serious roasting and, um, you know, just to grow with grow with you guys. And I'm guessing Ed doesn't want to be a commercial roaster, or he would have built a roaster by now. And so, well, I
2: sell about 25 bags a week, and that's about cool. it. Cool.
1: And um, exactly, what are you? Did, did you build your roaster, or what do you roast on?
2: I built it. There's my okay. my sidekick. Yeah, I salmon. thought that was
1: your your helper. <laughs> I, I,
2: uh, I built a I built a drum and uh, I bought a, a charcoal grill slash smoker and uh, adapted everything together with a strong motor and a half inch axle and what have you. Um, and, uh, you know, I do 25 pounds a week um, and I, I sell it everywhere I go. I always have coffee with me and I've got a what i call the java bean box out on my back deck and people come by and grab a couple bags you know and honor system they leave the money
1: uh um, yeah, we we do the same thing here
2: yeah yeah the the home based vendor laws here in indiana allow you to you can sell at a farmers market or you can sell at a road, at a roadside stand don't slip off the chair there bud <laughs>
1: Here. yeah a lot of states they call that cottage law down.
2: you okay <laughs> he slipped off the chair there scared him i think uh yeah it's uh i'm retired i'm allergic to work and uh you know i i have no aspirations of building a huge business out of it, Um, you know, but I roast some pretty good coffee and, you know, people like it. And, you know, we just, uh, it keeps me from uh, hitting up the teller machine (laughs) (laughs) and uh, kind of a good thing. Plus I enjoy roasting.
1: Yeah. I I I usually buy
2: like two full, Sixty or seventy kilo bags at a time, and most of the time from Royal, and uh, and that'll get me through two or three months, and then I buy a wow. couple more,
1: you know, something different. Um, and how do they how do they ship it. that to you? What's that? How do they ship that to you if you buy two bags?
2: Uh, FOB. They they have a truck that will bring it down within a couple of days. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to try something new the next time. They have been uh, shipping out of Wisconsin and shipping to Dayton Freight in Louisville. And I just go over there and pick it up at Dayton Freight. But they've told me okay. that they can ship out of New York and bring it straight to my house, you know, as long as there's somebody there to receive it. And so huh. I, I'm going to do that next time.
1: We'll see how, see how it works. <laughs> yeah. Let me know how it goes. Cause that's one of the most difficult things for us. When somebody calls and says they're trying to make that, that leap into uh, like wholesale pricing and stuff. Yeah. And with our super, we mainly use yellow freight. Uh, we've used, uh, I'll think of a minute, but a couple of, you know, the regular freight companies, uh, and we really don't get a better price until we hit three bags of coffee on a pallet. And, yeah. But they're their requirements, it has to be shipped to a dock and, and all in and a commercial address and all those right. things. So anything less than that, if they wanted to buy two bags, I just break them into 50 pound boxes and ship it to them, you know, fed. As. Yeah. They'll, they'll mm-hmm.
2: ship uh, with a, a small truck, you know, uh, not a big semi. Uh, yeah. With a lift. Yeah. and uh at least that's what they tell me and they can bring it right to my house and drop it you know on the driveway uh,
1: but they charge us a $120 liftgate fee on uh, the
2: the overall price last time was $161 for
1: for two bags For two bags yeah on well, a that's pound. about 50 that's about 50 cents a pound yeah yeah, that's cheap enough. Yeah, it's enough. Yeah, it works.
2: Um, they raised out of Wisconsin. They raised the, the price to $191, the last one I got out of Wisconsin. And I said, no, I, this, I, I don't like this. The new guy that I was working with at Royal uh, said that uh, he was part of the shipping, you know, before he started doing what he's doing. He says, I can get it out of New York for 160. Uh, I said, okay, there's a better selection out of New York. Let's do it. Yeah. So um, they were gonna ship it to Dayton Freight. And along the way they said, oh, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a totally different trucking company. They aren't gonna take, they aren't gonna accept our shipment. So I literally met this truck on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and transferred huh. it transferred it from his truck to my suv um uh, took it off the pallet and threw the bags in the back of my suv <laughs> and uh it looked like a big drug deal but <laughs> yeah it was well it was kind of yeah it was <laughs> <laughs> it
1: caffeine is a drug right <laughs> oh yeah well, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's been our biggest struggle. And if, even with, uh, especially with the co- uh, home roasters, uh, sending the six pounds, the five, we used to do five pounds. And then I can squeeze six into a padded flat rate. And so we were doing six pounds for the minimum order. But uh, <clears throat> this year they cut out regional A boxes and regional B boxes. So that's, you know, that's hurt us. Cause I know exactly how many I can get into a, a top load box or a side load box, and and so now we're having to you know buy more boxes. It's a lot harder and a, a good bit more expensive to ship with the post office this year than it was last. And so yeah. it's the shipping's always a struggle. Well,
2: I hate paying 160 bucks for shipping, but you know,
1: it's not a bad price though. It. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, 300 pounds of coffee uh ship with the post office broken into boxes would end up <laughs> being about $350. It'd be a whole lot more. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. And so yeah, I try to keep my green shipping to a dollar and 25 cents and below. And if I can do that, then that's, you know, that's where you need to be. Uh, but yeah, the shipping's probably the worst part of the coffee business okay. is trying to figure out, you know, what size box and UPS FedEx, you know, who to send it with. So, and that's why a lot of times guys will say, "Hey, can you send me a burlap sack?" But you know that yeah. that burlap sack that I give them for free might cost seven dollars shipping. You know, extra on the, what they've already right. bought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, I'm one uh, of
0: those guys. I've got one right here. <laughs> <laughs> My wife saw Did that you, when I opened them up. She goes, "Hey, we could do a sack race now."
2: <laughs>
0: so, got, I was like, "No, these are going to hang up in my <laughs> go hang up someplace. I don't know where, but I've got yeah, a, a bunch, bunch of one bags so.
1: out in the garage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I, I know, enjoy hanging the
1: bags up. Yeah, uh, I think
0: they'll be nice.
2: I keep the coffee in the house because my garage is not conditioned. It's either hot or cold, you know, and humidity and who knows what else. But actually, they're right behind me here. I don't know if you can uh... see if I can. Oh, yeah. Oh, there
0: you go. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I got some Kenya and uh, and an Indonesian valley
0: right now. Okay. That's what you call living with your hobby right there.
2: I love there it. There you go. <laughs>
0: it's kind of a country,
2: country decor, anyway. So, sort of looks like a, a general
1: store in here. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my largest customer, he buys mainly from Olam and from Royal. And so, uh, you know, he gets just, well, he doesn't, I don't think he pays anything for shipping. They just give him a price because he usually gets six ballots at a time. And yeah. so he's getting that, he's getting that much at least every week. And so there, wow. you know, last year he sold 128,000 pounds of roasted coffee. So which meant he probably bought 160, 170,000 pounds of coffee green. Whew. So that's a lot of coffee.
0: All right, Ed, and so- where are you going to put it off? Let's <laughs> get <laughs>
1: Yeah, last year my farm produced 160 bags. That's how many the whole farm produced, and so or now, yeah, last year that's what they did. I'm hoping this year for 175. That's what my goal is. But next week they'll be through bags. hand selecting, sir. 160 bags. Yes, sir. Of the the 150 pound bags. That's what I produced last year. Okay. What does and it take it was, to fill a container? I think a container will hold 280. Okay. If you if you stack them by hand in a 20 foot container. Yeah. So yeah, we're you know we're nowhere near. The year before, I had uh, over 200 bags, or a couple of years ago, I had over 200, and then the hurricane knocked us down to, whew, I think it was 93 bags that yeah. year the hurricanes oh, hit. My- and then you I did, uh, replant I, I, all those trees. well, it's cut, we didn't have to replant them. We replanted it quite a bit, but we, uh, we had to, uh, you know, to groom a lot of them and, you know, nurse some of them back that were pretty badly damaged. But once a trees five and six years old, you just spent four years getting it to produce. Yeah, so you've got, yeah. you know, so a six year old tree has got six years of grooming and only two yeah. years of production. So if they weren't real bad off, we didn't cut them down. We just tried to, you know, nurse them back. So we went uh, 160 bags the next year, and so that was a pretty good jump from 93. And then this year we're thinking 175 ish is what I'm got my fingers crossed for. But uh, and I cut down two fields last year and replanted them with a different variety. What'd you plant? I used to have a I used to have a yellow Catawba. And it never cupped more than 84.5. I don't like that. And it's one of my favorite coffees. But oh, I, really? It, it, just, it just wasn't going to cup, and so I just cut it down. And I planted Marciessa in its place. And First I thing. really like the Marciessa. And, and we'll have it online this year also. There's
2: there's something about the yellow cat that it's sort of an oddball citrusy fruity mm-hmm. type thing that I yeah. don't
1: really like. It's um, got a little bit of a tea quality to it. Yeah. And it's definitely, it's a lighter and it doesn't have as much coffee feel, the mouth feel right, and the coffee taste. But I, I had some washed one time that was like about an 88 or an 89 and I really liked it. And so for that reason alone, I planted a bunch of it and I fooled with it for five years and, uh, it produced on its third year. It had a nice production on its third year, awesome. but it just never was. It never could hit 85. And huh. uh, so my first year of production, uh, the copper told me it's similar to a woman having a baby at a young age. The baby tends to have bowed legs. Uh, you know, they tend to have more things. There's a lot of bowed legs in Honduras because you got 14-year-olds having babies. Oh, There's just my, not enough room yeah. in there, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, but he said that you're never gonna have your best cupping score the first year. So the first year my Bourbon was eighty-four, the second year it was eighty-nine. And then uh and that's a yellow Bourbon. And the first year my Marciessa was eighty-four, and the second year it was an eighty seven. And so, you know, they I'm sure there's a point, you know, it's not gonna just keep going, but uh, you know, there's definitely some reasoning behind that analogy that you know, the yeah. first couple of years is not going to be the best. But the Marciessa produced a little bit of coffee the second year. It produced a good crop this, the second, the third year. And then this year is the fourth year and it's showing to have, you know, a really good crop. Nice. So, it's, but I have a yellow bourbon. Uh, uh, I, I got rid of the yellow Catoe. I have an Ica too. I have a Lempira, a Perionema, a Marciessa. A Mario Hipe. I have about a hundred plants of Mario Hipe and a hundred plants of Geisha, and uh, we've got a, a Julia variety of Robusta. Uh, we've got one plant, and this year I took the seeds, and we've got them in the seed house trying to grow them. So next year I'll have a Robusta planted in the farm. Is my hope, and uh, and so we're going to try to uh, end up having about my goal would be to have about three thousand Robusta plants, just so. You know, just to have something different all the time. Well, that
2: sounds like bread and butter. You know, you can, you can always
1: sell that for uh, commercial grade. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if it doesn't, if it well, and we're doing a lot of flavoring. So last year I had three, ba- uh, two bags of coffee that cup seventy eight, and so that's still in the very good range, but it's not specialty range, and so right. we just use it for flavoring. But I mean, there's been years that we ran low on coffee and I had to use an 85 point coffee to flavor. Oh, no. And you hate doing that, no. but the customer wants to buy caramel rum crunch and he's got the money. I'm going to sell him caramel rum crunch. Yeah. So I might yeah. cry a little bit that inside, but
2: that was some uh, good caramel yeah. rum crunch.
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope so. And I don't tell a lot of people, but uh, I generally I don't drink a lot of the flavored coffees, but. Uh, the caramel rum crunch tastes okay, and the pumpkin spice tastes okay. But uh, uh, there's a rum popo that tastes fair, you know. If I go to a coffee shop, and it's not a high-end coffee shop, I will generally order a cappuccino anyway. And so I'm just, you know, loading up on my sugar and cream for the week and just enjoying yeah. some coffee. And The pumpkin it's spice cappuccino. smells so good, man. If it's, it's, just, if it's made right, it's a cappuccino. It's hard to beat. That's for sure. Oh, but majority of the time, it's black coffee. You know, I well, good old slipping coffee. Yeah, you know, that's what I call it. It's
2: it's quality enough to just sip. You know, yeah, you don't need anything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's good stuff. Good stuff. And I try to
1: tell my customers to to try the coffee black. You know, generally give it a try before you start putting stuff in it, and then figure out you know, what's going to accent what, you know, and, and then go from there. But now do you sell your coffee, Ed, on the website or? No, I don't. I, I, uh,
2: I just have a following of, of people that want to buy, you know, and they tell their yeah. friends and they give it as gifts and, you know, I'll send a couple of bags out, uh, twice a week, I guess, uh, eat, you know, priority flat rate. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, that's all I, that's all I want to do, you know? Yeah. I don't want to work too hard. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, if I was doing 30 or 40 bags a week, that'd be all right, I think, but 25 is good right now. And, you know, a little extra cash doesn't hurt. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. Not many uh, people have a hobby that pays.
2: Yeah. Well, at least it will buy my own coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I enjoy the, I enjoy the whole process of, of researching and tasting and buying and, and roasting and cupping the whole thing is just, you know, it's just, uh, it's a passion, you know, and always has been.
1: Yeah. But, uh,
2: Yep. Yeah.
1: Good yeah, times. This year we're gonna go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. That's that's all I had. Uh, this year we've had some people asking us about you know do we sell different things, and so I think this year we're gonna start drop shipping the the Hario V60. Uh, we we signed up the contract with uh, uh, Barraza for the Encore and the Virtuoso. Those grinders they make a really good. I've got the Virtuoso and the Encore. In in my cup in my coffee area in the lab in Honduras and in my house in Honduras, and so okay. I use those. So I use you commercial bonds, you know, for the cupping lab because we're doing a lot more coffee, a lot faster. You but, have an online and, storefront, sir. You have an online storefront. Yes, it's at legacyfarmscoffee.com, and you oh, can okay. buy green or roasted. Uh, we bought some cup, you know, coffee cups, and they sold out really quick. And I've got to get those ordered. And we're looking at some hats, but hats are really expensive. And so we're trying to find, I've got a hat I like. I just, yeah, we might just buy all those. That's Um, what, uh, yeah,
0: that's what people want. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we're going to reorder this week. We're reordering the cups. And then as soon as we can, we'll figure out. Uh, Jose was sending me some links on where to buy some, uh, uh, where he gets his hats from and stuff. Okay. But yeah, and selling some cupping stuff, you know, just the basic, we've got cupping bowls in Honduras that have our logo and stuff on them. And so I bought nice. a laser thing this year and I'm going to try to see if I can't burn our logo into the glass, you know, cupping uh, bowls because they're they're 200 milliliter bowls and that's official cupping. You do 12 grams of coffee, 200 milliliters of water. And so I, we bought them uh, that are roughly that size.
2: A friend of mine bought a laser.
1: And oh, he okay, yeah, posters. You know, yeah.
2: text into it like that. Yeah, uh, it's pretty cool, you know.
1: Can't cost too much. Yeah, I'm much. Play with it. No, I, I mean, uh, you can burn it into most anything. Uh, yeah. The guy who had it before me did leather and plastic, and you can burn it. I bought little knives, wooden handle knives, for all the workers, and he he burnt their names in them, That's and then cool. I just dipped them a couple times in varnish, you know, to protect it. But, uh, cool. But Bill, um, Patrick, you do you guys have you're thinking you one day you want to go commercial coffee roasting or? Oh, it it'd be nice. I need to if I could just give somebody.
0: To give me the winning lottery ticket for about, <laughs> I don't know, I feel like if I had, I feel like if I had a half a million, I could do it right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell you, I did it on a whole lot less than that. Uh, you know, just buying stuff used and, you know, you're going to have to learn how to change burrs out and clean the, you know, grinders and stuff like that and, you know, change out a relay, just some basic mm-hmm. stuff. But, uh, just being and making a group of contacts where I can do trading and stuff like that has made a big deal. And, uh, and, you know, we've tried to help out. There was a guy here just getting started out and I had a bun, a GH one bun. And so, uh, you know, he was saying, well, I just keep, you know, I just keep grinding and grinding, you know, just, we can't, the grinder can't keep up with the coffee. And so I'm like, well, we're not going to use it because now we've got the big GH, whatever's the newer number is. And so just give them a grinder, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, just cause, uh, the value on that, that's what a hundred bucks on an old GH one bun grinder, you know, it's not going to be much, but, uh, he was looking at paying five or 600 for the, you know, one, and that'll be all he needs to, to get him through the season anyway. But yeah. I, I do a lot of trading and, uh, you know, I've just got the, uh, I I was able to buy a roaster in Honduras and it cost me $2,500 to ship it down here. And so, you know, most people don't have that option, you know? Uh, And so it just, you know, I was roasting coffee in Honduras and shipping the roasted coffee to the States. Uh, And so I just asked the guy, Mm -hmm. could you ship the roaster down there? He's like, yeah, just put it in a box. He said, you put it in a box, I can ship it. And so we put two pallets together and put this, I think it weighs about 12 or 1300 pounds and stuck it in a box and shipped it to the States. Three months later, they would lost it and couldn't find oh, it. No. They dropped it off a dock and, and so, and the box oh. broke with all the paperwork on it and they threw the box away. And so they just stuck the roaster in a corner. So I spent some time calling every step of the route, you know, and finally somebody, Said, you know, oh, we we got a ticket in one day, and there was supposed to be two pallets, and it didn't show, and we filed a report, but then that manager left. I don't know what happened, and so I started calling, and so one woman said, "Well, we'll do an inventory at the end of the day," and she did, and you know, it's it's. I said, "It's the biggest one of those little electric car things they have out there on the road." <laughs> I said, "You know, you can't lose it," and she's like, "Honey, we've lost full containers before." Oh no. <laughs> so, <laughs> Don't tell me that. But uh, but yeah, we got it here and we had had built an attached garage to the house. And so I'm in the 70 year old detached garage and we did like six thousand dollars worth of work to it, putting in the triple sink. And, you know, I did all the plumbing, the electric and insulated the walls and the roof and all that. And built racks i mean my storage racks are just built out of two by fours i don't know now it's got the green screen on it's just going to show me (laughs) but uh yeah it's you know it's nothing nothing super fancy but it uh you know if i was selling 95 96 point coffee i'd probably have to have you know a rack of three or four thousand dollar grinders and you know fifty thousand dollar roaster to but, you know, I've, I've got a good coffee. I've got a good customer base. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of good reorders, you know, a high, prop, you know, high statistics on reordering. And so far, everybody likes the green coffee. In eight years, I've had one guy complain about the green coffee. Look, I said
0: uh, I was sorry. All right. uh, (laughs) Maybe maybe
1: cry in front of people. (laughs) He must
0: have been really bad at roasting, man.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I sent him. I sent him the same order again. I let him pick different coffees, and I sent him the same order, and he never ordered again after that. So, oh my! I figured he was just. I'm, I'm hoping he was just trying my warranty out, and there wasn't really something wrong with the coffee. (laughs) But I had had a lady bring back a bag the other day. I sold her a bag of roasted coffee. I said, if you don't like it, bring it back. And I say that all the time. And my wife came in and she said, some woman just brought a bag of coffee back and said that you'd give her some more coffee. And I'm like, give her two bags, you know, make her happy. But it was a natural and it was a lot darker than I usually roast it. And I drank it and there's nothing wrong with the coffee, but I don't like dark. And apparently she doesn't (laughs) like dark. And so... We'll drop it right. off at the homeless shelter, you know, and, uh, it's a small price to, to yeah. keep a customer, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully, uh, and, and I didn't know who it was at the time, but she's actually the woman that runs the, one of the fundraisers that we do. And so the fundraiser that she's in charge of bought 770 pounds and over 3000 K cups last year. And, uh, and I had eight days to roast package and deliver it. And so it was, wow. uh, Thank God for homeschool, man. Those four boys (laughs) may earn their grade. (laughs)
2: Logistics, you know, know,
1: that, uh, you know, I think make a big difference. Um, And when I when I sell coffee, you know, it's harder to sell green coffee than roasted, you know, because somebody's buying a, a volume and, you know, there might be a bad lot in the end of it. But, you know, so far, everybody is. You know, when I started out, I didn't have any history. I just said, if you don't like it, I'll come and get it. And uh, I'll give you your money back, you know. And so have never had anybody ask for their money back except for Bill, you know. but
0: uh, <laughs> You know what? He did me right and sent me a roaster instead. So
2: <laughs>
1: there you go. There you go. Uh, no, it's definitely been an adventure. And I know you guys probably have a lot of the... You know, learning how you basically had to teach yourself to roast. I'm, I'm guessing you didn't go to a big roasting school, and then buy a fresh roast. You know, <laughs> I bought I bought a uh, I bought a 15k roaster, and then a year later I went to roasting school, and so by yeah. then I'd learned every bad habit you could have, and so and I was putting in you know 50 pounds at a time and roasting it, and then I went to and I watched a lot of roaster Joe. I watched a lot of his videos while I was roasting, I'd watch his videos. And then when he got to talking about, you know, whatever they say, it's the capacity is maybe back that off, you know, 20% to start with mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, see if you can't find some kind of sweet spot and, yeah, you know, and there is no, you can't say, I'm going to put the coffee in. And cause you're on be more your own fresh roast and you made your own. And I had some no, guy made, know. we can't share a profile very easily. No. You know, and so no. it's just, it's every man for himself to an extent, not that we're not going to give you what we have, the information we have. You just have to learn a lot of it for yourself. And, and at the end of the day, it's uh, it's what tastes good to you. And you have to take
2: those temperatures with a grain of salt too, because depending on where that probe sits in your roaster and, you know, all kinds of variables, you're not going to get the same measurement that the next guy does. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, you have to know where certain things are going to happen on your thermometer. You know, no matter what the number says, <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, yeah. At least in my experience, uh, well, mine's a full artisan roaster. It had a cheap Chinese thermostat uh, in the very top of the drum, and in the first month or so, it just quit working. One day the needle just was down and didn't come up again. And mm-hmm. so I bought a, like a Ashcroft, a good, you know, a nice name brand. And, uh, but then when I had time, I had the ability to, uh, the luxury of going to a, all my customers were bigger back then. And so I'd lo- I'd seen a lot of the de- uh, pro bats and all the bigger names of roasters. Mm-hmm. And I'd taken notes and, and always took pictures with my customers. And so I went back and started looking and, like where's that air probe at and where's that, you know, probe in the door or where's it at? And so I drilled a couple holes in my door before I figured the right place for the probe, you know, because it matters if it's on the down t- turn of the yeah, drum where the coffee's yeah. falling and there's still a yeah, lot yeah. hanging all the time, or if it's that bunch spot when it's loading up, getting ready to catch that next bat to go up. Right. And so that's where I put it in that bunch area. And then the air one is always going to be about 20 degrees off. You know, uh, it's going to be 20 degrees hotter than what my bean is. And so, and I don't really know why that's that, that important. You know, I don't look at that one a whole lot anyway, but I bought the fidget set and put, I uh, bought a 1048 fidget block. And then I bought the fidget K probes and just started playing with them. And, yeah. uh, and it sort of, and my son was roasting while I was gone and my main computer died. And so they loaded an artisan program on Julia's and, uh, and he didn't know that they, you could hit tools and you can switch the, the air and the bean probes on the computer. So he pulls that sucker out and he switches the probes. Oh no. You know? <laughs> and, and it takes a while to get it deep as it'll get without hitting the bats you know, and uh, <laughs> you don't want to do that. It took me like three hours to get them back in, and oh uh, so now, now we've got it all, you know, figured out. But uh, yeah, it's it's really difficult when you're starting with no knowledge or very little knowledge to, to you know to get something. But as soon as you like it, then you start t- trying friends, and when they like it, then you know you you sort of got it. And and we have some brutally honest people here you know, some of my reviews, I got a review yesterday, <laughs> and it was like, you know, it, it just didn't, it, why bother leaving a review if it's sort of neutral, you know? And it wasn't like, go, well, we usually buy our coffee from them, but this last batch was okay, and usually it's pretty good. I'm like, well, that's what I strive for, is pretty good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the review, and we'll leave it, you know? And oh, um, my gosh. you can't do much about that, but no, I uh, I enjoy helping anybody that's getting ready to go to that next step. If we can help them, you know, go up and uh, before you know it, Bill's going to have a, a wall full of beam boars there and mm-hmm. twelve different there circuit is, breakers flipping. And- I don't
0: even want to think about trying to keep track. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> is that seven minutes yet? Is that seven minutes to the end where I had to hit that start button? <laughs> I'll go around and hit all those buttons and it's it. already dropped into the cooling phase. He's <laughs> like, it's like yeah. cry, I missed it. No, I'm uh, uh, I'm I'm just sitting here listening to you two talk, and I'm going, I know ten percent of what they're talking about over here, like this whole cupping number and stuff. I've never cut before. I just I watched somebody do it once, and I'm like. I don't know what these numbers are. I'm like, okay, great. Tastes good. That's, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. It, was, it didn't come out looking like charcoal, and it didn't look like it didn't open. That, you know, That's all that matters to me. It's, it's, it's right in there. Yeah, so. it didn't catch on
1: fire this time. <laughs> right, exactly. and so that was, uh, I've only come close to that one. <laughs> I've set my machine on fire three times. Oh, like my God. God. When the beans came out of the drum, they were coals. They were yellow coals. Because in Honduras, they won't buy the coffee and let's just covered with oil black. And oh so if, you, if you're you not on top of it, and that sucker, when she hits 500 degrees, you kick the door open and turn that cooling tray on and turn the two box fans on because it is hot, man. It is white smoke pouring out the side of the wall. But oh, that, that's they'll sad. buy that all day long for $1.35 a pound. Bad. I've wow. s- I seen
0: on Facebook on the Home Roasters page, somebody said something like, something to that extent. Like they said, they're like, man, we took this all the way almost a fifth crack. You were know, so oh like how God. far it was. And they had it in their hand. And I'm going, that looks like it came out of my barbecue grill. <laughs> that yeah, yeah. That.
1: Let's call that post, Bill. I know. It's yeah. like, oh. Uh, you don't have to grind it. You just sort of mush it and it just powders <laughs> away. Exactly.
0: <laughs> you won't get that out of your grinder.
1: <laughs> uh, but, no, we, I just had to learn everything on this thing. And then when I changed the, uh, the jets and all out, it was a completely different machine and, you know, it's, it's got no air control on it. So I took one of the pipes off and built a butterfly valve and ran bored a hole, ran a ride through it and then stuck it, put the butterfly valve on with duct tape and then welded it <laughs> in place <laughs> And, you know, that's my air control, you know, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and read it a works. bunch of books, you know, but uh, the, the cupping thing was the, the thing that made me feel dumber and I've been more embarrassed at, at cuppings than any other time. You know, I see Jasmine with a hint of God only knows what, you know, and, and <laughs> I'm like, no, I just it tasted <laughs> just like coffee. You know, know? (laughs) and one guy and this one guy guessed five coffees in a row. He guessed the region and the processing five times in a row at cupping school. And he's like, It's a Yemen, it was patio dried red honey. And I'm like, Whoa, you're cheating. There's notes written. Where are the notes written? There's no (laughs) way you can do it. And what told me the truth. Well, how I knew that he knew what he was doing was we were cupping a coffee and it was right before break. And so as soon as we got through cupping, he went, he got his thermos and he walked to every table and he dumped like cup number four into that thermos from every table. And the coffee was a 96 point geisha from Panama. And so and then he went and got a filter and he poured it through a filter and drank it. Even after we've been slurping it, a 96 was that important to them. I'm like, There's not I'm many I'm doing though. the best to go first at cupping every time. I'm going to have the first <laughs> spoon dropping in that bowl if at all possible. But you have to, the first thing is download a cupping wheel that has all the different flavors that you're expecting and sort of look over it. Because if you sort of know, what the variety is and what the basic characteristics a limpira is always going to have some kind of chocolate somewhere, mm-hmm. and if it's a my particular uh, limpira is, uh, and it's all according to brew and the roast level. But normally it's going to have chocolate with caramel notes, and if you if you do a cinnamon sort of roast, it's going to have some nutty, a nutty finish on the washed, and the red honey is going to be chocolate with fruit notes, and but the full natural. It's gonna, it's gonna be more cocoa with like blackberry. Yeah, and it's very so blackberry. Always that one coffee is almost always, in my experience, is gonna have the chocolate. That's gonna be the one thing. So you know to look for the chocolate. You know, figure out, you know, your aromas. You're gonna pick up something from the aromas and just play with it. But you've got to cover the entire tongue because you've got sour, bitter, sweet in your on your palate. And so you want to hit that thing and just. <laughs> Just, circuit, just suck it in and you cover that whole pallet and you aerate it all at the same time. And you'll have the best chance of figuring out what's in there. And, and after doing it for like eight years, uh, I can, I can get within about a point and a half of most coffees, you know, pretty consistently my coffees. I know better than anybody else, I guess yeah, sure. And so I can get, I can get real close because when I fly down this next time, I'm going to have to start mixing lots because like I said, there's 80 lots. And so a lot of them are limp here or washed, but the cupping notes could be, you know, two points different. So I'm not going to mix an 84 with an 86. So I'm going to cup everything. I'm going to group everything together. That's an 83 and 84 and 85. Those will all to go together. Uh, and then you, you have to do the specific mixing with the, what the flavor notes are, you know, because sometimes there's some crazy stuff out there. I need to post some of that, you know, some of the cupping notes. Um, But we track what lot they come from. You know, there's 11 lots in the farm, and we track which lot it came from. And so, lot two only, uh, lot five only has limpura in it. And so, every year it has a slightly different flavor profile, you know. And so, is that because of of the
0: age or what it's gathering from around it or?
1: could have been the sugar content the day that you picked it. It could be the weather the day you picked it. It could have been, it dried a little bit faster, you know, and I'm saying apples to apple, a canal wash Lempira, you know, from lot five, Uh, you know, that, that's all I can control. And then, you know, if it was a prettier day, it might've dried in five days instead of six, you know, or it might've been a bad rain. And for two days it stayed in the, uh, the drying house and then went back the next two days on the drying patio. Uh, I could have left it out an extra eight hours while it was fermenting. could have been colder the day it was fermenting, hotter the day it was fermenting. The Water from the river could have been hotter, or warmer, you know, when it was fermenting. I man, yeah. I can't, there's no telling what the variables are, you know, but I keep every piece of information I can. And this last year, I'm like, there is no commonality. You know, that you know, there's some basic stuff, but there's my my naturals. I, I picked a coffee, processed it natural. Tomorrow I picked the coffee, process it natural. Some some of the same lots, same weather condition, and man, my flavor profiles were all over the place. And so dried it on the same black plastic on the same farm. You know, I fermented it for 24 hours. I took it out, put it in the sun and fermented it for eight hours in the sun, wrapped up in black plastic, opened it and started processing, you know, started drying it and uh, did the same thing. And the and the flavors are different. They're all great. It, it ranged from 86 to 88 on my cup and scores. That's but, good. That's good. And, and who knows? Maybe that extra two points is what really pushed that one flavor out. It was in the 86, but I couldn't perceive it. But that 88 was really, you know, really dominant with that flavor. And so maybe it was the exact same coffee, but because it, you know, something happened to it, it was just a little bit better and a lot of, had better body, had better mouthfeel. And then, so it, all that brought out that debris. It's so that one flavor or something, you know, Oh, it's just, yeah. who knows, you, know, you can just do your best. That's all you can do. Well, it's And you know, good.
2: based on a particular coffee, the roast can bring out a lot of different flavors too, depending on oh, yeah. how you, you know, yeah, the, the initial drop temperatures, the drying phase, the you know,
1: all oh that. yeah, everything changes. Everything. <laughs> One of my hardest coffees to roast is a full natural pea berry. <sighs> You've got a tiny bean, a dense bean. It's it's got a thicker silver skin on it because it's full natural. It's completely red colored because it's soaked in all the juices and, you know, and those with me are all over the charts. A lot of times I have never been able to get a consistent roast on it, you know, but yet just what I can control on the farm, how, how, how you could calculate all the different flavors that could come. And then when you guys get a hold of it and just starting out with the same roast level with three different roasters, you know, three mm-hmm. different machines, and then you factor in three different people. You know, Mm -hmm. and so if Ed took y'all's two machines, he's not going to get a consistent roast roasting on three completely different machines. He's going to have to learn, you know. Oh, yeah. And and that's what's fascinating about it. The end user is going to have different
2: types of water and they're going to use different types of brewers, you know, brewing methods and and all that. And there's another variable, you know. Oh, yeah. Everything. I variable. You know. Uh, starting, with yeah, soil, guy, starting with the soil, with uh, the tree varietal, you know the the soil, the weather, the when you pick it, you know how how careful you were when you picked it. You know, do you have a, a oh, yeah. lot of unripes oh, or uh, you know, did you leave it in the fermenter a little too long? <laughs> you know, yeah,
1: <laughs> lots lots and lots of things, and, uh, and then after it leaves. Too. You know, after it leaves the roaster's hands, then just how you brew it.
2: And it's mm-hmm. a miracle that we get good coffee, you know, at the end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs>
2: there's so many ways it can go wrong too, you know?
1: Yeah. And as like the end seller, seller, seller that sells that bag of roasted coffee to the people, uh, do you put your cupping notes and all on the coffee or do you sort of leave that off of it? I don't, I
2: don't put any on it. I, if they ask me, I'll tell them, you know, but. Because uh, then
1: I get the customer that says, well, I didn't, I didn't taste any uh, fruit in that, you know, and I'm mm. like, what have you got? You know, well, I'll use my grandmother's percolator. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Did you taste the <laughs> aluminum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some blue hair in there, you know, but yeah, you know, once, I, you know, but we do put them on there because we've got a lot of guys, you know, that come through the door and then a lot of our guys that buy are, uh, you know, have the V60s and are doing the, their own grinding. And and so they're more, more particular. And so I, I put that in there and uh, and I try to, you know, I put that on the sticker on the green coffee as well. But it's uh, but then I look at some of my customers websites and the flavor profiles that Mike Upper gave me, uh, you know, they're putting pomegranate, you know, and stuff like that on there. And I'm not yeah. for sure what a pomegranate tastes like. I'm guessing it's a fruit. <laughs> but, uh, you know.
2: Oh, but it sounds <laughs> so
0: pretentious. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. And I think some of them may be trying to do that, too, you know. I, and, uh, I know some of them are trying to do that.
0: <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to sell it to Sally, and Sally's going to dump a bunch of milk and sugar and creamer and yes. everything else in it anyway, <laughs> so it's not going to matter what it tastes
2: like. <laughs> I didn't yeah. get any of those flavors through the milk and caramel.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it tastes like caramel macchiato, and I think like, that's the creamer he use. So, <laughs> Crazy. yeah, it's uh, you, you hate to hear them that they're going to do that, but yeah, and like I don't on my shelf here, I don't put the Perinema, I don't put the Bourbon, you know, I, I won't put Geisha and Sarge more, I won't put those coffee on the shelf. I'll keep them in buckets behind the wall, and then when I start talking to the guy. And if there's somebody that, that's really into coffee, then I'm going to say this, this is what the coffee you need, you know, uh, But most of our customers that come through the door here, we live by a retirement home. And so those guys are wanting dark coffee, you know, and so we're yeah. trying to give the customer what they want or what they need and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, like when I donate coffee to the homeless shelter, you know, everything in here gets bleached and it's all health department approved. But at the end of each day, I dump my cupping, cupping, my grinding tray, the catch. I dump Mm -hmm. it into a bag and I take it and give it to the homeless shelter. Because, I mean, last week alone, I had six pounds of ground coffee that was in the tray. You know, and uh, and it's everywhere from caramel macchiato to uh, a natural process Sargi Moore, you know, and uh, or the eighty (laughs) nine point bone, you know. And, uh, and sometimes I'll lick the tray on the bourbon, you know, just to, so I don't waste <laughs> it, but, uh, but you know, the machines have a lot of static in them and they'll hold the coffee. Right, and so I have right. a paintbrush and I tap it with the handle of that paintbrush and coffee drops out every single time after about a couple minutes. And so at the end of the day, you dump that into a Ziploc. And at the end of the week, you got a couple pounds and, and those guys are going to dump sugar and creamer into it. And, you know, they got enough trouble being homeless. You know, I'm going to send them some coffee and they can put all the creamer and sugar into it they want. And if they need what? sugar, I'll send sugar with it, you know. And they enjoy the coffee and it's free and you got a satisfied customer. Yep. And true. so I, I literally had a coffee shop come in yesterday and ask if they could have the tray.
0: tray oh, tray. no. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Because oh. like, <laughs> they <laughs> they only sell my coffee. You know, I should be careful what I say on a podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but,
2: <laughs> Somebody might be listening. <laughs> yeah. You
1: know, if they're drinking it at their house, that's great. You know, but if a customer really is off foot by, you know, that coffee, then, uh, and, you know they know that that's my coffee in the storefront, then yeah, that probably wouldn't help me, especially in a small town. But it's, it's hard to keep the customers happy. You do what you can. And, uh, crazy we always give away some free samples but you know i learned real quick when i started selling to the home roasters you can't give away free samples because then i watched on a website one day and they're talking about oh i forget something brothers was doing you know you could call them and get samples but you know he said you can use your wife's work address one time and then use your address the other time i'm like uh, oh man so i gotta watch out for this now you know because already if I send samples and somebody buys it, they have to buy 26 pounds of my coffee before I break even, you know, because you can't ship anything for less than eight or nine bucks. Right. And mm-hmm. so right. if I send out, you know, with fresh roast to do four ounces of coffee, you know, uh, or I don't know what the minimum is, but you know, if you send out four samples, that's a pound of coffee that you could have sold for six bucks and then you got yep. $8 shipping. And so, you know, you just can't afford to do it. And then if somebody's going to use their wife's address, their mom's, you know, home and, you know, and so you'll never know that. So uh, we came up with a guarantee and, you know, just people took me at my word and they kept reordering. And so and that's we've been what we I do. A blessed with it's that. Like we
2: don't yeah. it, bring it back. You know, yeah. I don't send yeah. out
1: samples. It's like, just buy a yeah. bag. Come on. It's not going to break the yeah. bank. Yeah, yeah, hopefully not. And if it is, then if that's a consideration, don't buy my coffee, you know.
0: You need some. Come
1: over that on money. Saturday morning, I'll brew you some coffee, you know? <laughs> yeah. I got the vacuum pot on Saturdays so and I'll start doing cold brew. I'm working on a cold brew label right now. And so we're gonna sell a cold brew with like a reusable bottle. And then it'll be one price or you can bring it back in and refill it, you know, for if refill it to, to drink is one price and refill it with concentrate will be another price but we don't have a whole lot of walk-in customers but it's getting it's been getting a lot more you know that it's growing all the time just people find out you're here and it's curiosity and and you'll have some people just come in and look and leave and not buy anything you know yeah, but totally. uh, and then I keep stuff ready because there'll be people that think it's a coffee shop you know they'll walk in and say well can I get a cappuccino I'm like Sure. So I just <laughs> pick on the espresso machine and call my wife, can you bring me out some milk? And then, well, I'll make them an espresso, man. And so whatever they want, I'll make. It. And, uh, but, uh, well, man, I know you guys have uh, have got other things to do than talk. I appreciate y'all coming on. And I'm going to well, try to do. Uh, uh, no, I'm going to try to do more. And I'm going to try to start doing a live every, like, either 8 or 9 o'clock on Wednesday nights. Uh, otherwise, I've either got—that's uh, my only free night. Otherwise, we got Taekwondo, or my son's taking a lot of different things, and I take them with them. And so uh, we're we're a couple nights a week doing that, and and thoroughly enjoy it. But I think uh, it's going to be between Wednesday night and Sunday night, you know. And, and uh, I'll do a live one, and then uh, I'll do a couple recorded podcasts. But if you've got something you want me to research or look up or talk about, you know, you guys let me know. But anytime there's a podcast on, uh, you know, we're gonna start sending out just a blanket thing, you know, every other week or so. You guys feel free to jump in and jump in uh, okay, and be on. Cause I mean, I definitely always use another opinion and another, you know, you guys definitely have a different perspective. Uh I've got a lot of experience burning coffee on the fresh roast. <laughs> That's my main thing. But, um, but no, I, I appreciate you guys being in here. And if you ever get to the point where you you have a website or something you want to plug, I definitely want to get you on here where we can plug that. Or, or if, cool. you're, if you're doing anything I can help you with, you guys let me know. Cool. Awesome. Thank well, thanks. All right. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up, and uh, and you guys if you ever need anything, just let me know. I hope you best I can, and uh, y'all just keep on roasting. It's been nice chatting with all of you guys. Yeah, all all right, hit nice me up on,
0: on Facebook, guys. If you guys are on Facebook,
1: I, hit me I'll up and add me. Bro. I think Ashley yeah, they, and I are friends. Yeah, I think uh, we're all friends. We just have to find each other. So, yeah, y'all could probably <laughs> go to my friend's yeah. list and, and yeah, find yeah. everybody. And okay. so I, I – yeah. But I'll do a I'll do a recorded one um, Wednesday night, and then like next Wednesday I'll uh, I'll put this on. But I'll let you guys know before I do, and I'll edit out any f bombs or anything like that that y'all said.
0: Oh man, good. I'm glad my daughters <laughs> were put- in here, and they they're just they got bad mouths. I'm telling you, they are
2: comments tonight.
1: It was awful. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for your time. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And, uh, and we'll you, talk Ashley. again soon. Thank you, Ashley. All right. Appreciate it. Good night, it. everybody. See you Good night. guys. Good night.